YPV Live. My name is Tessie and we're just waiting for Billy to join us. This evening we are doing something very, very exciting. We are doing a live themed, a themed live all about, can you guess, sci-fi. That's right. And I know that quite a few of you have written a poem for the live. Um, hi, Jelena. Hi, Billy. Okay, so I'm going to add Billy on um, so that we can get started. I'm just going to accept that request. I hope you've had a good day. Jelena, do tell us what so today I've been to a safari park and um, in Longleaks um, in Wiltshire and it was just so exciting to see all the animals and going through the, the safari. Hi Billy. Hi. Uh, I, <laughs> as soon as I saw you I thought no, should I put the request in or not? Oh. <laughs> see if you can put a sci-fi filter on. Oh. How do I put filters? It's got, it's got um, nothing to say to put filters on. So at the bottom right of mine, there's a smiley face with some little stars next to it. I it don't have a smiley face. Yeah, yeah, maybe you haven't got the right um, the right version of Instagram. Hello, Mal. Oh, Ooh. I've lost Billy. No, you haven't oh. lost me. There. Oh, good. Hi, Mel. Hi, Becky. Hi, Helena. How Hi. Happy Easter, everybody. Yay, happy Today. Easter. Yeah, so what have you been doing today, Billy? Oh, I tidied up my flat a little bit. I haven't really done much. Spoke to my dad, um, tied up my flat, wrote down all the poems I'm reading today. Um, yeah, no, not much at all. Just lazy oh, brain. Yeah, oh, and that sounds like a nice thing. Go on. I, walked, um, I told you about that TV programme I started watching. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, I watched every episode of that as well. Oh, so awesome. You have, so you have to watch that. It's really, really oh, good. I've got so much to watch at the moment. You know, I want to watch Line of Duty. I'm behind on one episode of that. Um, but there's so much good TV on at the moment. Um, yeah, I was just telling our viewers I've had a massively busy day. I've been out all day at the safari park. I didn't get home to about 7 o'clock and I had to get Josh to bed and I had to get ready. And yeah, underprepared is, is, is probably the word here that we need to use. Um, yeah. But I'm here. So just yeah. to, to start with, I will, um, I will just run through your poetic voice. Um, so you, you guys know us, but for the basis of anyone watching the replay, um, we are a unique um, experience in featured poetry. And by that, I mean that we feature one person for a whole seven days. And um, our kind of ethos and our kind of objective for doing this is to get to know the poet beyond their words. This week, we're featuring John, whose handle is John2TTN. Um, please, 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 if you haven't already, go to our page see the photograph of him swipe for the bio and um swipe again for today's poem and all week we'll be posting one of john's poems and um interesting facts about him our aim is for you to get to know the person so that you can kind of understand their poetry a lot more holistically um we really hope you enjoy that um obviously not only just the weekly feature we have our daily poems as well um so use that use the hashtag ypv daily poem um to have a chance to be featured and we also have some new developments I think um, Billy's going to talk to you about. Yeah, certainly. Well, it's, um, it's its third week birthday is our other page. It's called YPV, uh, YPV Nova. Um, as we try and find poetry from the freshest and most unique poets available that we see on Instagram and possibly Twitter as well, because we do go on Twitter an awful lot. Um, and just it's something more different. <laughs> 
uh, from what you get from your usual Instagram page. So it is a lot of finding more the presentations different. The actual what we look at is a lot more. It's not your usual love your health. They are part of some. Sometimes there are love poetry in there, but it's something that's really unusual that actually makes you want to think or makes you laugh. You know, just makes it harder to read possibly, but in a very very good way. So Absolutely. yeah, or is it is is third week birthday today? So please yeah. please please. How many uh, join us? Yeah. Sorry, Billy, I interrupted you. YPB Dover. Nova. So it's brilliant. It's like I had a week, I had a week off and I was like gutted because I really wanted to post on Nova. Do you know what? And it's been so hard. It's been so hard running this thing on my own. You know, all the posts that we have to do, preparing it. I don't. I'm not having a moan because I love doing it. But it's really nice when we yeah. work together and have one day on, one day off, and that kind of works quite nicely. But yeah, I struggled this week, especially with all the travelling that I've been doing. But travelling you've been doing, yeah. But it's also when you went off to Dubai. Yeah. I basically took over for almost two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even have Nova then, so. Yeah. Aww. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, so this evening we're reading themed poetry. Um, can you guess what the theme is? I don't know if you can guess from the Yoda ears. Um, the theme, I'm sure you're all very aware, is sci-fi. Now, quite some months ago, I planned to do my own live on Poems by Tessie, um, themed um, as sci-fi, and it just never happened. Um, so then Billy and I started doing themed lives for um, one of our lives during the month on YPV, and Billy suggested we, we did sci-fi. So that's that's why we're here today. Um, I'm not a huge sci-fi fan myself. Um, yeah, I, I, I can watch it, I can I can read it, but yeah, it's I'm not an expert on sci-fi at all. Um, but I know Billy is a bit of a sci-fi buff. I'm not a massive sci-fi buff. I know what I like to read. Okay. Where, like, my, where my influences come from, that kind of thing. So, yeah. All right, then. There are a few writers. Yeah, no, I'm a bit, yeah. So, anyway, so shall we start? Um, I might as well be really self-indulgent and start with a poem I, I wrote actually initially for Tessie's initially life. Um, I want to say hello to Mike, Shannon, Kate. Thank you very much for joining. Um, I am Nora as well, brilliant. Um, so yeah, it's a poem I wrote. Uh, when Tessie initially announced her original live which she was going to feature, I wrote three poems. I was going to give her a choice what poem to read. Um, so unfortunately, you're going to hear all three today. <laughs> evening. Uh, so my first one um, is called Where Is My Home of Tomorrow? No robot here to help me dress. No breakfast made. My flat's a mess. My door won't open by voice commands. I have to use my bloody hands. But home on tomorrow? What a farce. We still don't have any flying cars. I have to walk. No moving streets. We live in age which we still use our feet. And why do we wear all different clothes, not the spangly jumpsuits? The TV showed. Home of tomorrow? Take that back. Where the hell is my jetpack? I thought nutrition would come in pills. We'd have machines to hydrate meals and robot dogs to walk our cats in high-tech gizmos in fancy flats. No homes of tomorrow with shiny floors. When can I order my hoverboard? Um, 
So this is mainly in response to Back to the Future 2. Because um, that was set in October 2015 when we go into the future. So if you look at all the advancement of technology, which you said, oh, this is what we're going to have 30 years in the future, none of it's happened. There's mm. no hoverboard, there's no jetpacks. It's also in reference, like um, you always see on technology programs, especially back in the 80s, like the homes of tomorrow, and you had a robot that's going to help you do the laundry or stuff like that. Yeah. So oh. Yeah, go on. So it's a response to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got to tell you something that um, when we went to um, Dubai, we went to something called the frame and it's a kind of massive, big, huge, giant picture frame that you look through the picture, you yeah. look through it to, to the city. So one side looks at the new Dubai, one side looks at the old Dubai. And after you came down from the frame, um, you um, went through this kind of... Um, um cinema screen thing that you you stood in and it and it showed you what they thought the future of dubai would be in in something ridiculous like kind of 15 years or something and it was all like that with flying cars and stuff like that but it was just really showing that vision that they are very kind of um yeah. you know forward-thinking place i remember a long time ago i'm I was still a teenager um i used to read a magazine called focus magazine which was a science technology magazine and they were talking about there was going to build, it was designed a mile high building. And Slime. it was designed in frame. And it was going to be like Dubai, Abu Dhabi area. Yeah. But oh, okay. a mile high building, like one giant cone. But of course, the stress is everything like that, just unworkable. Right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So I'm going to move on to the next poem. I'm slightly nervous actually okay so i'm going to i'm gonna has anyone seen the rocky horror picture show um let me know <laughs> because it's a sci-fi film right um oh, i've got the bloody message coming through interrupting me oh don't know whether i should do this now billy right so um basically the rocky horror picture show is some would argue that it was like a, a comedy or something like that but i'd say you know it's got aliens in it it's it's sci-fi isn't it don't you think um, so, right, so I'm going to read you um, the opening song and I'm going to try and sing it just for a laugh. So if you all, if you all sing along, that would be fantastic. This is, because we're just being crazy. I'll just see if it works. Hang on. Alexa, play. I probably balls this up. <laughs> Michael Rennie was ill the day the earth stood still, but he told us where we stand. And Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. Claude Rains was the invisible man. Then something went wrong for Faye Ray and King Kong. They got caught in a cellular jam. Then out of deadly pace it came from outer space. And this is how the message ran. <laughs> Science fiction. <laughs> Double feature, <laughs> Dr. X will 
Hey Billy, I'm just yeah. Sorry, sorry, darling. Go on. I always interrupt you. Sorry. No, I just better say, like Silent Runner. I've watched ever since I was a kid. They've got three little robots called Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh. Ten little smatter garden. I was just going to say, I've just noticed your um, tactically placed book yes. behind. That's yeah, very that's good. That's, that's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that it doesn't say bang, but yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. <laughs> and I love the poem. Thank you so much, Michael, for writing that. Um, really, it's really, really cool to kind of read really different stuff, um, uh, you know, unique stuff. So yeah, that's the aim of this library, to do something just a little bit different. Yeah, it's really, really well written. Thank you very much, Michael. It's brilliant. Okay, so I have my next person, and it is Equin Dragon, who is Rob. I'm sure you all know who Rob is. He's a prolific writer, and I have to catch up on his page, to be honest, because I haven't looked at it for ages. Um, but he wrote this poem for my um, live that I was going to do, which never happened, the sci-fi live, but which is happening now. Um, so he emailed it to me again, so I'm going to read it. Okay. <clears throat> right. Quasar, Quasar, 7-3, hello, are you still there? Your presence barely reads, we've sought you everywhere. We are not sure what you are, but your message came through. The problem is, it's garbled, but how can we help you? The problem might be simple, so maybe you can aid. My mass is slowly shrinking, I'm quickly on the fade. Hang on, EQ-7-3. We've got to think this out. Mathematical equations, we, see, we will see what it's about. 12, 15, 22 and 5. Does that make any sense? Because that's the answer we got. Our pewter did dispense. EQ knew the answer clear, though it choose, chose not to say. It's what this quasar needed since its creation day. 12, 15, 22, 5. 12, 15, 22, 5, 12, 15, 22. Right, if anyone can tell me what 12, 15, 22, 5 means, then you are amazing. So just let us know in the comments. 12, 15, 22, 5. What does that mean? Let us know. I know. Well done, Mark. <laughs> I like that one. And when, when you know what that means, it's it's even better. <laughs> I like the 73 bit, actually, because I guess that's his year he was born. Oh, gosh. Do you, ah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Cool. Good spot. Well done, Rob. Thank you for that one. Thank you, Rob. I need to catch up on this page. Having a week off, I really didn't catch up on any pages at all. So I've got tons of stuff to catch up. I look at like oh, a little bit here and there, but I've like, now I've got a week off. I'm gonna. Yeah, it's good it. to. Yeah, it's good to get away from it sometimes, isn't it? I need to recharge as well because I looked at my um, how many poems I posted this year so far. Not a lot. Two. Is that all? Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. It's beautiful, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I need to get back to that. 
anyway, my next poem is not exactly a poem, it's a song. Um, it's done by the amazing David Bowie. Um, I know I mentioned Space Oddity, and that would be the more general pick. Um, but I'm not a big fan of that song, amazing enough. I'm a massive fan of David Bowie, just not a fan of that song, probably because I've heard it so many, so many, so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of different influences, especially in philosophy, but there's one which um, grabbed me. It reminds me, it, ever since I heard it, it always reminded me of a book by Arthur C. Clarke called Childhood's End, where there's... Um, basically aliens from another planet who come down and basically help the evolution of humans. It basically stops all the trouble, turns Earth into utopia to help with the next evolutionary push. Which, to some people, is, uh, you know, absolutely horrible. And, yeah, Uh, to other people, of course, it was a great one. Um... Kate, just put the details. It was 12, 15, 25. Just yeah, put the details in the comments. Yeah. Okay, so the song I'm going to read out, not sing, is Oh You Pretty Things by David Bowie. Wake up, you sleepy head. Put on your clothes, shake up your bed. Put another log on the fire for me. I've made some breakfast and coffee. Look out my window, and what do I see? A crack in the sky and a hand reaching down to me. All the nightmares came today, and it looks as though they're here to stay. What are we coming to? No room for me, no fun for you. I think about a world to come, where the books were founded by the golden ones, written in pain, written in awe, by a puzzled man who questioned what we were here for. All the strangers came today. And it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, you pretty things. Don't you know you're driving your mamas and your papas insane? Oh, you pretty things. Don't you know you're driving your mamas and papas insane? Let me make it plain. You've got to make way for the homo superior. Look at your children. See their faces in the golden rays. Don't kid yourself, they belong to you. They're the start of a coming race. The earth is a bitch, we finished our news. Homo sapiens have grown out of their use. And all the strangers came today. And it looks as though it's here to stay. So you pretty think. Of course, the chorus goes on for loads and loads and loads and loads of time, but I'm not repeating the same thing over and over again. But that's only oh, pretty thing. Yeah, I can't really think of it in my head. I'll have to... Put it on later. Oh, you pretty yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you pretty thing. Don't you know you're driving your mamas and papas insane? Oh, you're wonderful. You've got a nice singing voice. No, I don't even know it. And I, I know quite a lot as I've got kind of best of. But I, I, I don't. I can't. Oh, really no, make it, it, won't, it won't be on a best of. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it would be on an album, but not a best of. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely listen to it later. Um, I noticed that um, KT of Wands has has got the answer correct. Yeah. Well, so how did you just work that out? Like, or did you have you heard that before? Because I had no idea. I was messaging Billy last night, um, saying, "What does this sequence mean? I don't know." And Billy, no. How did you know it, Billy? I googled it. Ah, you googled it. So, yeah. did you Google it, Katie, or did you just 
work it out or did you know it already? When, when it's like when you Google it and you realise all oh, the numbers represent the letters in a position in the alphabet, it's actually quite easy. Yeah, it's really it wouldn't, easy. Take, it wouldn't have taken too long to figure out what it was. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so I'm the oops, wrong thingy. I'm just checking who's here. So we've got Becky who poetry here. I'm going to read one of yours, Becky, called Space Time Rhyme. Conventional dimensions, more attention do deserve. When spaced out about space time, just remember that it curves. The special relativity shall not be generalized. The fate of Schrodinger's poor cat cannot be trivialized. Get in a knot with string theory or top and bottom quarks. Prefer that truth and beauty fight with the photons in the dark. Both physics and philosophy fall foul of fearful travesty. Even Father Time cannot resist the force of gravity. So live life to the fullest and forget our final goal. End we must as stardust crust in one big black hole. And she says, cosmic rhymes are something of a speciality of mine. When I saw the space writing prompts, oh, this is for mad props as well. Did she put ours in on this or not? Yeah, she did, YPV sci-fi. So it linked in with, um, I didn't know mad props were doing one for space. That's brilliant. So it was, oh, that was awesome. Um, so it kind of worked for, for lots of different sites. Um, I love this. It's a bit depressing, slightly depressing about, um, yeah, we we'll, we'll all just end up as stardust eventually. Yeah. But really, really have a rhyme. But that's a great thing. The fact yeah. that we end up with stardust, but nothing is wasted. We come back, we form something new in the universe. That's amazing. Mm. I don't want it, I. But yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly. Yeah, you're, I love your rhyming, Becky. Um, really, really do. Thank you so much for tagging us in this one. And it gives you real stuff to think about in this poem doesn't it and i think i didn't i don't know who i schrodinger did i say that right he's kind of like a business and philosopher it's basically you put um, a cat in a lead box and it has um, a nuclear element in it that slowly radiates and when you put the cat in a box and close the lid you don't the cat is basically both alive and dead you don't know which one it is. Oh, oh. You're just, so basically, it's something that's the status, it's alive and dead. You won't know what it is until you open the box. No, it's, it's um, a whole theory. Trainer's cat. Okay. You're so clever, honestly. Very clever. Oh, it's on the Big Bang Theory as well. Oh, okay. Well done, Becky. Love it. Thank Thanks for being involved. Okay, so it's my turn, so I've got poem number four. It's actually one of my poems, again. Uh, this one, again, written for Tessie's original live, uh, which never happened. Um, it's called Running Out of Space. Um, I kind of like... A lot of the poetry I wrote for this is kind of a little bit done in tongue-in-cheek, but this was based on a book by a Danish author called Paul Anderson, um, a book called Tal Zero where uh, a spaceship with a lot of people on which uh, had to go and try and find different planets. Um, the way it's 
engines worked, um, it takes off dust from the well, from space itself to power it, but something went wrong and it just goes too fast and it actually ends up going all the way through to the end of the universe, then back to its beginning again, which is absolutely amazing book. Mm. book. Um, so this one's called Running Out of Space. Terra firma is in the past. Mars destroyed by nuclear blasts. This galaxy is running out of space to find a place for the human race. The moon Titan is overcrowded. Jupiter's spot keeps the planet shrouded. Hope the ship doesn't run out of gas to find a home. We need to find it fast. We blast right past Saturn's ring, a beauty to behold, but no home it brings. In Neptune, they have Martian mumps, Uranus. Well, that's a smelly dump. We're out to planets, exclaimed the skipper. It's a plot, of course, to the Big Dipper. But his galaxy is running out of space to find a place for the human race. <laughs> I love that so, one. Yeah. Trying to find a for the human, for the human race because they've obliterated all the other planets and ruined everything else itself. So it's just doing the whole same problems again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you, um, it reminds me of a programme that I was kind of watching last night, um, the David Attenborough poem about climate change. Did you know about that? It was on like a couple of nights ago and it's basically his strongest warning yet about if we carry on the way we're going, um, that we are going to have serious, serious damage to the natural world. And he was kind of saying that there is hope now if we change things around now. Um, and he's saying that all the stuff that's happening was predicted by scientists like 30 years ago, etc. And we are, we are just absolutely um, ruining our, our world. And yeah, and actually, do you remember that poem? Do you remember that poem um, by John Heath Stubbs that was kind of saying, yeah. don't worry about space travel because it's so we just have this planet first of all absolutely um but it was it was interesting um that's that's a program on the bbc in in, in england um but yeah it's quite scary really um if you get a chance watch that on iPlayer. i think the world's going to be absolutely fine it's just we'll all die before it the earth will just heal itself but it's done so so many times before Mm. You think what has suffered from before has done a, a lot worse than what? Well, exactly, with the dinosaurs and how the Dharma yeah. dinosaurs got wiped out. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, stuff like that, the Earth will heal itself, it's fine. We're just a little blip in its history. Mm. It's really That's interesting, true. isn't it? Yeah. Ah. Well, great poem, Billy. I'll read one of mine now. Um, I basically was, I was, I wrote one ages ago and i'll read that one later um but i wrote one tonight uh, sort of over the last couple of days but i've been so busy i've kind of like been in and out of the house like i haven't really been able to sit down so i've just been writing a line every now and again um you know like today when i was waiting in a queue for one of the rides i just wrote a few lines this is the most rubbish poem but this is my um contribution to tonight's sci-fi live came okay. he came to me at night he came to take a look he poked me and he prodded me in every cranny nook. He used a little snipper, took samples of my hair, clipped my nail and drained my blood, always taking care. I woke up from my dream, my arm was feeling sore, my head it hurt, my body ached, then I heard the mighty roar. I looked outside my window, 
and to my disbelief, a spacecraft right before my eyes, I cried out loud, good grief. I then looked at my arm and there plain to see three puncher holes in a line. He had abducted me. It was no dream after all. It was all real life. I often wonder in my mind, who prodded me that night? <laughs> I told you it was rubbish. It was like... I liked it. Honestly, I've been trying to like that. You, you haven't had, you haven't been home for almost two weeks. Even when you have been home, you haven't been home. I know, I know. I've been away. So, yeah. So that was my contribution. <laughs> yeah, you have. There's, um, you don't have to excuse yourself at all. It was good anyway, so I loved it. <laughs> I am Michael T. Said no, that was good. Elena says great reading, Tessie. See. Thank you. Yeah. So my next poem. I'm glad to see Michael's do it. Is actually his partner, Wood underscore from underscore Mars or M dot A dot R dot S. Uh, Words for Mars was actually one of our previous uh, features, a weekly feature. Um, when was that? That was some time ago, wasn't it? Oh, it was, gosh, it was it was months and months and months ago. Probably la it was last year, for sure. Yeah. It was la last year. Um, so sh uh, she's written a poem as well. It's kind of like got Michael to nudge Mars to uh, write this poem. And she's called it Warrior from Mars. Uh, but using the same as her uh, handle, so it's m dot a dot r dot s. Okay. I find it hard to contain the blue light within my veins as I shapeshift at times while trying to remain in my human membrane. I walk around hoping no one will see that an alien life has taken up residency in me. It was that fierce stormy night with the constant flashing lights. I had just turned four, lightning struck me and threw me against the wall. An alien transfer was instantly made as I woke to find flashing blue lights illuminating my veins. Still rods were placed deep within my wrist, a gift from the stars as I started my mission as a warrior from Mars. There was many nights when I dreamt of a beautiful red landscape and I, and I conversed without wards in this blue alien race. They informed me of their plans only to wait curved in red crystal sands, holding me rocks in my hands. That's it. That's Warriors from Mars. I love that, that she's linked it in with her hand or so, or so perfectly. Of course, yeah. she'll have to write something about Mars. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah, no, And I like the fact that she said there's something inhabiting her. She sees the blue bangs and also the um, conversing the right words as well. So it's all done by um, thought control. Mm. That kind of thing. So, yeah. No, I thought really, really good. And uh, yeah. thank you very much, Miles. And thank you, Michael. Yay, thanks, Maria. Um, so do we believe in aliens out there? Do you think that do you think that there are? Do you think that there is life on other planets? I never told you my story. Oh, never tell told. me then. Um, where I lived, I was about four or five years old. Um, where I lived on the first floor flats, um, there was a gap in my curtain. And I remember waking up at night 
Fields, and it was um, generally because it's dark. We had basically fields. There was a motorway about half a mile away, and you had Abermouth. So you generally see like sun twinkling lights from all the factories in Abermouth. This gap of and it's just blinding flashlight, and a face popped, like through the light kind of thing, just popped away, and I I hid my eyes and cried. Oh, what was it? So what did the face look like? Sorry. Um, I was about four or five, but it was great. It was probably just. Well, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's possibly a nightmare because yeah. uh, we watched E.T. I'm talking about uh, E.T. just for a Then we had um, a copy and I watched E.T. And E.T. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Just E.T. himself. I cried my eyes out. He really scared me. Yes. He got to, my friend, one of my like, little friends, my real kids, had a giant poster of E.T. on his wall in his bedroom. Mm. And as soon as he opened the door, it was there. I won't go into his bedroom. Hmm. No, I can. I, yeah, I, I can understand how it could be scary for, for young children. Um, Ollie, yeah. my nearly eleven-year-old, has watched it and is not scared of it. But I think Josh might be a little bit. He's much younger. It's, he's only five. I think it's yeah. really good. Yeah. It's just the way you know that kind of thing. It was alien to me. Yeah. I just don't understand what was happening. What story was fine. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, I've got um, Jelena's poem now. That's Evolve and Transcend. So she's still here, I believe. I'll just double check. She is indeed. Thank you very much. So there's a word in here I don't understand. Have you read this one? You have, haven't you? Um, I have. I don't have a copy of it. Pulsarian? Mm -hmm. Do you know what that means? I, nope. I think that's kind of like almost a made up word, I'm guessing. Yeah, because I can't find it on Google or anything like that, so I'm not. So just tell us about that. Okay, so the Quelzerian mask is ready. Turn on gas. The eye is steady. The perfect condition for arranging information injection. Memory flows through micro nanotubules, tubules in waves, deeper and deeper to the zero point, the all point, the no point, thinking to the blank, staring at, not seeing through the eyes, inhaling the smell of the sweet memory drawn, dispersion of palms and fingers touching, Xperia mode, non-Xperia mode, experimenting, dreaming, non-dreaming, in between, wavering, slowly rising up while it is still sleeping and echoing, where is me? Right, this confuses the hell out of me, to be honest. <laughs> it's really chaotic. It's chaotic, isn't it? It's like um, taking someone's memory or something like that. What do you think? Um, actually, she's written it down. She's telling oh, us in the comments. I haven't even seen it. I haven't even seen it. The anesthesia no. of technology. Oh, in the comments? Yeah, in the comments, it's an um, AI transfer of consciousness. There's transfer of consciousness into an artificial intelligence. Anesthesia, but people don't explain consciousness. Singularity, artificial intelligence. Hmm. So is it in regards to the transfer of consciousness from life to some artificial intelligence or is it artificial intelligence gaining consciousness through its learning? Artificial intelligence anesthesia like transfer sci-fi version. So I I think is it's it like, from is human it like, the process, like human to robot right. or something. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Or prep. It's clever. Yeah. 
Oh, she is really clever. She is a massively clever writer. Singularity. Um, I love how it's it's just it feels frantic and chaotic and like what what like that. Like, I don't know. I love it. It's really cool. I remember um, a few years back, it was just like a little thing off a newspaper. I think it was a newspaper or website on news. It, like a proper publication, not like a fun news kind of thing. And it was in Russia, they developed this artificial intelligence, this robot, and it basically kept on trying to kill itself because it just couldn't handle things. Oh, God, weird. It basically kept on trying to escape, run into roads, get run over. How strange. So, yeah. It tried it three times. So they just decided to shut it down. But of course you get these AI, like the, the ones you could type to, so you could speak to, and it tries to talk back and try and start a conversation. And mm. I think it's like Microsoft or Apple. They designed one. It got, they had to close it down because uh, all the people going onto it basically turned its intelligence to almost a Hitler play to write oh, yeah so that's one of the dangers because people are tossed at times yeah yeah wow very interesting should have to do some giggling on that after the live all right so hi Charles thank you for joining do you have one to read now I have loads I still got back four to read Oh, we better get our skates on because we don't have much time left. Okay. Uh, the next one is one I found. It's called The Quiet World by Jeffrey McDaniel. Um, don't know if you read 1984. Uh, uh, basically, there's lots of different uh, ministries that control uh, the population. One of the ministries is actually uh, editing the dictionary. So there's less words and less words in it. So when the populace read, they have less words in their consciousness. So basically, to become thicker. Um, so this reminded me of 1984. It's called The Quiet World, and it's by Jeffrey McDaniel. In an effort to get people to look into each other's eyes more and also to appease the, the mutes, the government has decided to allot each person exactly 167 words per day. When my phone rings, I put it to my ear without saying hello. In the restaurant, I point at a chicken noodle soup. I am adjusting well to the new way. Late at night, I call my long-distance lover. Proudly say I only use 59 today. I saved the rest for you. When she doesn't respond, I know she's used up all her words. So I slowly whisper, I love you. 32 and a third time. After that, we just sit on the line and listen to each other breathe. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's... I, that's a good poem. I like that a lot. Yeah. I really um, like, uh, carry on, carry on. Yeah, no, it's one of those ones, you know, sometimes we do find poems outside of the community, like we Googled sci-fi poems. It wasn't that many poems itself, but this one came up almost with every single mm. So it was one I had to pick. But yeah, yeah. it's the lack of words and being carefully how to what you need to say and like use the whole allocation what we're going to do for the rest of the day mm. yes yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's like being on a diet isn't it a word diet 
Um, Katie yeah. says they did a Twilight Zone um, episode about this. I or was it Black Mirror? I don't know any of those, so um, I, I can't tell you. But I'm sure they did. You remember it anymore? No, no, I don't. Yeah, okay. It's all about technology and its uses and misuse technology. Honestly, watch it. It's written by Charlie Brook, who is a, I'm a massive hero of his. Like, he's a massive hero of mine, so. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Cool. Thanks for the, the um, info there, Katie. Okay, I've got a very short one next. It's Spiky Tim. Spiky Tim is a performance poet in Bristol. Um, Spiky underscore Tim, make sure you're following him. He does kind of children's poetry, but it's, um, it's very, very charismatic. It's just a short one. I do not like space travel. I'm sorry, you can stick it. I parked my rocket on the moon and got a parking ticket. That's it. So I told you it was a short one. Um, he does have another one, another kind of space-related one, doesn't he? Um, I don't know whether I could just find it because that was so short. That one about going to Mars. Here it is. Yeah. I'm going to go to Mars in a cardboard box with some chocolate bars and a change of socks. So, yeah. <laughs> like them. <laughs> yeah, seems fantastic. I really like yeah. Back to you, Billy. Okay. Um, as you said, I didn't have much time. There wasn't much time left. Um, I decided I will do Kate underscore of underscore once to make sure that uh, no one gets missed out. Um, we actually got this probably about two hours ago. So thank you very much, Kate. She wasn't oh. going to give it to her. She was going to save it for next week, but I had to tell her about we're not doing this next week. <laughs> um, next week. So she managed to get it posted, and I wrote it down as soon as it came through. So thank you very much, Kate. Um, sometimes we have good reasons to run. My culture is dead. Not for people. They thrive. They live. They have forgotten. Replaced by information readily given. Not taken or thought for, just fair. Red herring. Fish upside the head, a gaping maw, opening, closing. I remember it all. Now I run. No one sees me leaving outdated tech. We made contact years ago beyond our star system. Past that, we could even fathom misuse of knowledge the human way. They stopped talking. Now I'm leaving to try my luck. I'll take my culture, human culture, the good, the bad, the horrid. I don't know what they've become. But I know what I am not, not better, not worse. I'll just learn from their mistakes. Okay, so while you were reading that, I, I found the poem, because it's, it's very difficult to, when you hear a poem, this is the thing when you're listening to life, you just hear the poem once. We, I, I, des you know, I definitely need to read a poem and hear it several times. So obviously I, I'm able to look it up. I mean. You guys could, do, if you have a second device, when you come to our lives, you could bring the poem that we're reading up, you know, and that, that could help you with um, comments and things like that. So first of all, what a great picture. Love the picture. And it's a captured poem, isn't it? So what do you make of that one, Bibi? Well, to me, um, it's... I'm reading it as someone basically looking back at human civilization. Is I a visitor from another planet or a visitor from the future? who's doing like a past archaeological dig. Um, admittedly, there was a poem I was reading earlier, which I find on Google, which was about someone from the future, like two, three hundred years in the future, who found an earring and tried oh. to find out what 
life was like back in that time and to learn from the mistakes that we've made, that kind of thing. Wasn't mm. so yeah. It's, so to me, if someone's looking back on a human race and whether or not they can learn from the mistakes because we you know, were on charge of obliterating. And one of the things is, oh, it's not heavy sci-fi. It's heavy. Regards to heavy sci-fi, like a lot of the sci-fi I like is mainly dystopian novels. So things like uh, the Krakenwakes, uh, Dare the Triffids, um, the Death of Grass, Purple Cloud, Grind World. It's saying that basically changes society and how society has to deal with things and learn from the things in the past. Mm. This is, it goes in there. That's the type of science fiction which I'm really into. Mm. But yeah, so, and I just read out a load of books you have no knowledge about at all. Mm, definitely, yeah, it's not, no. what I would say, actually, is, no, I absolutely love space and astronomy, astrology, astronomy, astronomy, I love the stars, I write a lot about the stars and the moon, I love going out stargazing, with stargazing in the desert in Dubai, I'm very, very, very interested in space, I'm very, but, like, science fiction, like as in like Star Wars and like fic like programs and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not such a, a huge kind of fan. Um, well, very good. Yeah. You just need to watch the right films. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that I hate it or anything. It's just yeah. So I came across them. I met somebody on Twitter. Guys, if you if you've got Twitter account, come and follow us on Twitter. We we love Twitter. We love Instagram as well, of course. But we're two very different platforms that complement each other very nicely. Um, so I met this guy, and I basically I was trying to log into my Twitter account to see if I could find out what his handle is. But I'll put it in the slide after because I can't do that. Um, but he wrote something for us called Doubt: An Experiment in Verse. <clears throat> Pardon me. Einstein started it all relatively. Follow the thread. In mouldy books are held the giants on whose backs modern, modern modernity reclines. Now we must. Now we know matter is just energy tightly packed. A simple equation, but fact. Or is it? Energy equals mass times velocity squared, no less, and so elegant the best of science is, and yet we know so little. Dark matter, dark energy, names for what? We know not. Can we even, can we even suppose? Mathematics is the key to the universe, so says Max Tejmark. Lenny Siskind says the universe is entangled. It keeps us together. The spooky action at a distance that Einstein doubted, railed against, then accepted. He hated uncertainty too. Who doesn't? But came to accept it. The better angels of their nature come to reflect it. Science is doubt. We can only surmise to be wrong is a great surprise and fun. Look at the LHC ploughing through the particles of uncertainty. That word again, science is not fact. And yet it is. Divide us into a million billion pieces and what remains is energy retained in a very tight ball, perhaps a string. Science illuminates, and yet the universe is a dark place. Sorry, I messed up reading that in a couple of places. Um, mm, a very interesting poem. Um, 
posing many questions and obviously re referencing the, the greats. Come on, Billy. What? No, the, it's when it goes to science is doubt. Science is generally not doubt. So science, they see something happen, so they put a hypothesis to see, so if all this happens, we think it's do this. And they do the mathematics to see whether or not that can be done. Then they test that hypothesis and see whether or not it works. If it doesn't work, they give them more questions to do more hypothesis on. It's not really doubt. Science loves getting things wrong. Um, as would Brian Cox, they love to know if something comes wrong, we've got more questions we can answer. We basically have more work. Yeah. They get to find out more things, and it's the amazing thing about science. Um, so, in regards to science, not that. It's like a lot of the things, it's, there's math, they got the math to say how, like the Higgs boson, Higgs boson, which they found at the LHC, the Large Hydron Collider. Um, Professor Higgs, a Scottish bloke, who think there's going to be this particle called a Higgs thing which started off a train reaction that led up to the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. um, he thought of that back in the early 80s, 70s. Mm. And all the mass was there, and they did all the mass, and they were just testing the whole the hydrogen collider, was one of the tests they were doing, was smashing up the protons, I think. If I got it correct, if I haven't, please tell me. And to find this one particle, and because this particle doesn't last that long, they had to do it at times until they found it. But they knew it was there. They'd done all the maths, they just had to find it. Um, I mean, it's absolutely the amazing. The thing about, um, they talk about wormholes. This is like watching Brian Cox on the Joe Rogan show. Um, yeah. You know, regarding relativity, You've got space, this is, say, this is space, it's flat. Space-time is flat. If you put something in there, then it causes a bend in space. It causes thing, that causes gravity. So they've got a thing regarding wormholes. They've got the mathematics to cause the wormhole. That's, you know, understand what I mean by wormhole? No, it's a bit over my head, to be honest. Okay. I, I find it all very confusing. I've got two <laughs> dots on this page, and generally the fastest... Yeah. Generally, the fastest way to get to another is a straight line across. Yeah. But using relativity and space-time, they can do the mathematics that actually curve space and time so they both meet, so you've got an instant wormhole. So you don't need to go in a straight line. You just go from one place to the other straight away. This is absolutely crazy. You've got all the mass available, but there's nothing in the universe at this moment of time that is dense enough to cause the curvature to make that happen. So it possibly got all the mass available, you just don't know how it is done. So they work on stuff like that all the time. Mm. Wow, I love watching programmes by um, Professor Brian Cox. Um, and the Wonders of the World, or the, the, the what's it called? The, it's this DVD series that we've, we've got, and I watched it with David. Yeah, Wonders of the Universe. Yeah, and he makes it so easy to understand to a degree, and then, and then I lose him a little bit. But yeah, it's 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 completely a minefield, really. It's it's very very complicated. Space itself, ninety they say ninety five percent of space was has dark matter or antimatter in it, but they have to call it it because it causes gravitational, it causes space time to curve and everything like that. But they just don't know what it is. They mm. can. Yeah, that's what it's called dark matter or antimatter. Because it's mm. not the general matter you see. So they don't know what it is. But they know it's there. Well, that poem, that poem calls a talking point. So, so well done. Um. 
Can I also have a general bit of information? Yeah. One of the founders of dark matter and antimatter. Um, he's also the founder of quantum physics as well. Uh, there was a bloke called Paul Dirac. Um, oh, yes. He's from Bristol. Yes. There's actually a lived on the street named after him. But mm. what I did find out a few years before, the house he grew up was across the street I lived in in my early 20s. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's a nice connection. Yeah. So. Have you got anyone else from the community to read that you said that I you wouldn't read? No one from the community. Kate was my last one. Okay. Do you have any more poems? No, not from the community. I've got one that I wrote, but I haven't got any other ones. I've got, I got one, not that I've, well, I've got another one I wrote, but what I want to do is share a poem from one of my favourite sci-fi authors of all times. Um, if you're British, you probably will have heard of him and possibly love him. It's a gentleman called Douglas Album, uh, Douglas Album, Douglas Adams, who was the writer of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Initially, it was a radio show, then it went to a book, TV show, films, now. Um, it's one of the funniest collection of books he wrote five of them it's a trilogy in five parts uh, um there's a quote which i passed on to you earlier you've got because you've got three minutes left so i don't know if i've got time I have time. It's basically one of the, it's a poem that he written. The Earth's just been destroyed to make way for it's basically a bypass, intergalactic bypass uh, by Vogons. There's one survivor, a gentleman called Arthur Dent, who's been taken up into the Vogon ship by Ford Prefect, and they get captured and they're forced to listen to the third worst poetry in the universe by the Vogons. As Jelts is reading it to him. Oh, Fredald Gruntbugley. The Mecturitians are to me, as plurdled gabble blotchets on a lurgid bee. Group, I implore thee, my fainting turling drones, and hooptitiously drangle me with crinkly bindle wordles. Or I will read thee in the gobble watts with my blurgle crunchion. See if I don't. <laughs> no poetry, the third worst poetry in the whole universe. <laughs> a massive hero. Of it. It's very good, yeah. G-O-N. Okay, I think we're going to have to wrap this up because we only have literally a few minutes late uh, left. Um, please join us next week. We're going to be discussing um, Emily Bronte. Um, and we have got some prompts on our page, YPV underscore discuss. If you please visit that page, you'll be able to see um, the poem that we're going to be discussing. It's called The Bluebell. Um, yeah, it's, it's next week. It's Billy and Tessie discuss. No, it's not Billy and Tessie discuss. It's YPV discuss now, isn't it? And um, we hope you can join it. Print out, print out that poem, The Bluebell. Um, look at it over the next week and join us for the live discussion next Sunday. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, please do. Also, please remember to come back every day. Um, say hello to John at John TT two TTN, um, and also go to Wife Free Nova. Check out, as I said, the freshest and unique poetry we are finding on Instagram at this moment of time. And you easily use the, uh, the hashtags YPB Live to be read out on our live 
one at the beginning of the month, uh, Sunday live at the beginning, and new YPV daily poem for a chance to be on our daily poem on YPV. Thanks for the support, guys. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.